Welcome back, ladies and gentlemen, to episode 80 of The Review Show, uh, where each week we have a different story to talk about. Could be a manga, could be a comic book, could be a movie, TV show, who knows? We read it, we watch it, do what we have to do, come back here and talk about it. My name is Kyle Springer, and I am joined by Melissa Wilkinson. Melissa. Yes. How are you this week? I'm good, Kyle. How are you? Uh, there, there was a legitimate crazy person at the bus stop t- today. Uh, uh-huh. So he, it, he was like a, a, a real-life Uncle Ruckus from the Boondocks. I, I, That's m- the m- Boondocks, m- 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 correct? M- m- Melissa, okay. I, have, have you seen that show or do you at least know the cartoon? I have, but not for like... Okay. 10 years. Okay. I didn't remember any of the characters' names. Good. Good. You've at least seen the show. Um, yeah, so that was strange. It was just a weird thing. It's like, yeah, okay, I don't I don't I don't want to deal with this. Let's let's move on. Let's go somewhere else. <laughs> but here we are. Uh we are recording on a Monday night. Uh instead of our usual Sunday yes, morning. Rare. Uh you were gone all weekend. What did you do? I went to Chicago to go see a live podcast. I went to see my favorite good boys podcast, The Ride, which is go. a very specific theme park. It's a very specific podcast and that's a comedy show all about theme parks yes. and themed entertainment. And they did a two hour episode about a local mall. That's amazing. <laughs> so I it I, was a delight. That That's good. I'm glad you're back though uh so we can make our our show and we can be the good boys and good girls for other people yes right yes 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 see us live there you go (laughs) i I, i'm trying for a positive message kind of (laughs) (laughs) anyways uh, let's see. We are here talking about Harrow County volumes one and two this week. Um, I'm excited mm-hmm. to t- talk about this one. We are continuing our horror month. We have been watching yes. a bunch of spooky stuff and reading some spooky comics. Uh, and this was one of the ones that I pitched to you last week. So right off mm-hmm. the bat, why did you pick this one? What stood out? To you about this googled and i was immediately sold on the artwork this is a gorgeous book this is i think one of my favorite books we've read from a visual standpoint okay interesting good stuff yeah the art the artwork stands out uh it's i i i don't know how to describe it yet a lot of the colors are water color it seems yeah there's a layer of uh inks on top of that that don't necessarily make it look all entirely water color and stuff like that it's it's Mm -hmm. very unique but it has this style that i feel like really really fits uh like the, the the time period it's depicting the mm-hmm. type of horror that, that it is. It, it's, yes. a, it's a weird combination, but it works so well. Um, 
so yeah i i, I think the artwork mm-hmm. is absolutely absolutely stand out uh in this book now that we've read it mm-hmm. what do you think oh it's real good it is exactly as creepy as i wanted it's so grotesque in yes. a really delightful way very much so very much so i um i i i think for me this is at least my favorite thing of the horror stuff that we've read mm. so far i i think this was actually the scariest one for me um of of course last yeah. week here on the review show we covered paranorman which is a much more mm-hmm. family friendly uh kind of spooky movie you can watch on halloween or have on uh in parties and stuff like that um but then i mean we've we've also done bram stoker's dracula and american vampire and neither Mm -hmm. like of them were really scary to me i guess bram stoker's dracula was the scariest of like the yeah we 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 started off with a bang but even then it's Mm -hmm. kind of old enough where it's it's just like eh, it's it's yeah how can i be scared when keanu reeves is here yeah (laughs) keanu reeves can save me (laughs) Mm -hmm. um so it it I, I, i don't know like it didn't hit the right things to scare me but this absolutely did i was very spooked by this book so yeah i think the only thing in our history that stands up against this is the part in the chilling adventures of sabrina where those witches turn her dad into a tree yeah yeah (laughs) that's something i still remember from a year later but the entirety of this book is like that moment sustained exactly uh, I think that was one of the books that we read last Halloween uh, for our yeah. horror month. Um, but yeah, so that like th- th- this book really stood out to me because of all, all of that. I think even the way it's written. But we'll get into all of that in ju- in just a sec. Let's do a brief uh, synopsis, uh, mm-hmm. and then we will get into some housekeeping. Uh, and then on to spoiler territory for the book. Uh, so let's see. Plot-wise, this starts out... Uh, well, did, do you remember when most of the book kind of takes place? I, it, it seemed like it was in the 30s-ish. I, I don't yeah, remember I would. I don't know if it ever timestamps it, but I would also guess the 1930s. And it's yeah. in... Uh, Virginia? I, Do they I, specify? I don't remember. I took it as a New England. Yeah, town. It's approximately we, we around there in this like that. very rural farming community. Like they do talk about there being a sea, like a a fisherman's town, not too far away, but we never see it. Okay. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So it, it it's set during that time period. Uh, but we start the book kind of with a little bit of history, uh, and we get this story mm-hmm. about a witch who was in town 
Uh, and at first, the townspeople really liked her because she was helping out. She was healing the sick and stuff like that. But then they started noticing the other weird things that she would do and some of the side effects of things that were happening around town. Uh, and they started to get really scared. Uh, and in stereotypical puritanical fashion, that <laughs> uh, they decided uh, she's a witch. We need to kill her. Uh, and so they do. And they're extremely scared. They hang her. They uh, shoot her. They slit her throat. It's it's like a lot. And they they they, they lit her on fire. It is yeah. She gets the whole Rasputin treatment. <laughs> it is overkill. Um. But it's, it starts out with that, and then our main character wakes up. Uh, and it seems to be that she is kind of remembering all of that in a dream. Uh, and our main character's name is Emmy. She's a young g g g girl. She is 17 years old. She's about to turn 18. Um, and some weird things start happening around her. Uh, and she doesn't necessarily notice at first. But then there's some 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 things that start to be like, okay, this is happening all too too fast, mm -hmm. uh, and it it turns out uh, she might in some way be related to this witch. So there you go. Do mm -hmm. you think for plot synopsis that that about starts it off well? Yeah. Cool. That's good basis it takes a real turn from there that i quite like yes it, it it does take some nice twists and turns um mm -hmm. but let's get into a little bit of housekeeping and then we'll get into spoilers and we can start talking about the book in full uh i mentioned last week here on the review show we covered paranorman uh, i highly recommend mm -hmm. that film go check it out it is perfect for the family uh, for the month of Halloween, all October. Mm -hmm. um, go check out our other shows on our website, which is thewhatnots.com. Uh, we have the Captain's Log. We have uh, the Reactor Core. It, and we just launched a brand new podcast called Crossplay, mm -hmm. uh, which is a weekly v video game show. So we'll be talking about some of the latest news as well as the games we are playing uh, and stuff like that. So be on the lookout for that. We're recording this Monday night. First episode comes out tomorrow morning, Tuesday morning uh, is when that'll be live. So I'm super excited about yeah. that. Yeah. Um, Way to go. That being said, if you like what we do, patreon.com slash the whatnots is where you can support us uh, for as li little as a dollar a month. You guys can get access to the live streams of this show. You can get episodes early. Uh, we have a bunch of exclusive content uh, at, at the yeah. $3 tier on our Patreon. Uh, and we also would like to give a big shout out to those of you at the $5 mm -hmm. Here. So thank you to Sam and thank you to Christine for helping us out. Uh, we appreciate you and love you lots. So thank you. Uh, thank Melissa, you. let's get into yes. spoilers. Mm -hmm. All right. 
There we go. Oh, I I, I do want to kind of mention one more thing. I I, I know uh, our streams as of late have been kind of choppy. Uh, and, oh, yeah. Yeah, and that's... Un unfortunately, there's not much that I can really do about that right now. I believe it has to do with me upgrading my Mac to Catalina, and OBS does not launch in Catalina, and I'm using some weird workaround to make that happen. So it's it's barely getting there. It's it's Oof. enough where it, it, it's like it's we can put it up. It looks mm -hmm. fine enough, but it's it's not up to our usual par, uh, which even then my Mac is a piece of shit and uh, <laughs> it's not all that fantastic, but we are trying and we are chugging along. That said, let's get on to spoilers for real this time. Melissa, where do you <laughs> want to start with this book? I think I want to start with that twist I alluded to earlier, okay. which is when Emmy figures out, maybe I am the reincarnation of this witch or yes. the daughter of this witch. I have her powers. I have her control. Everybody believes this makes me just like her, that I'm going to turn into just the same monster she is. And she's running through the forest and her own father is chasing her, trying to kill her. You know, all the townspeople are trying to kill her. If she finds out, like, the local pharmacist was, like, a cult worshiper of this witch, and he's trying to help her, but in, like, a weird, twisted way. Yeah. She's so upset by all of this. And at this point, I'm expecting her to keep running for this to be, for there to be some climax where, like, she lashes out and she hurts somebody, or she, like, gets people on her side. I expected this to be a battle, and no, she walks back to her own house she says, hey, I do have her powers. I'm not a monster. I'm in control of me. I'm a whole new separate person. Yeah. I'm not going to do this. And like some people lunge at her and she like vaporizes them with her eyes. And she's like, Who's if next? you come at me again, that's what I'm going to do to you. <laughs> yeah. But I'm not a monster. I am going to keep living like normal. If you think I can help you with my mysterious witch powers, go ahead. Come to me. I'd be happy to help. Yeah. I'm not a monster. I'm not going to do what she did. And that's how book two starts. I love that she's just, no, I'm going to keep living like my normal life. And it kind yep. of turns into this almost like episodic thing when I was expecting this big, dark, supernatural adventure. And said, so it's like, no, I still live and work at my farm. And when there's a goblin up and, you know. <laughs> It's like eating too much grain, local grain silo. The farmers will call me and I'll go up there and I'll talk to the goblin. Yeah. <laughs> and by the way, her name is Beatrice and she likes Priscilla. Uh, oh, yeah. Um, <laughs> yeah, I, I, I thought that was a, a fascinating take because I, I think when I pitched this yeah. to you, I, I thought it was... Not not necessarily an anthology, but just like each volume was kind of its own self-contained story. I think that's what I had in the back of my m m m m mind. Mm -hmm. I don't know if that's what my pitch made it sound like. Um, but I, w I was expecting something like that. And then reading volume one, I was like, oh, it's not that. 
this is, is going to be some mm-hmm. big long story, a grand adventure. She's, yeah. You know, all, 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 all of that. And then, yeah, by the end of volume one, it it basically leaves it back where it was almost. And it's like, okay, well, mm-hmm. we'll see what happens next week. Right. And it's like, okay. So it's kind of episodic, but not. I'm sure like stuff is like going to the- come down. They like yeah. come into play down the road and it is going to be one big long story, but not in the way that I thought it was, but it's not the anthology thing that I thought it's like a mix of both of them. Yeah. The, after you finish reading the first volume and she makes this decree to the townspeople, you realize, oh, this isn't like the first couple chapters in this ongoing dramatic story. It's like, oh, this was the end of the pilot. This is mm-hmm. set up. And yeah. it's almost like weird witchy mystery of the week after that, kind of. Not exactly, but kind of, which is not what I was expecting from this book. Like, <laughs> there's a lot of neat things about it. But I think that surprise was mm-hmm. my favorite. Okay. The fact that Emmy understands and asserts herself so quickly and the townspeople are like okay let's try it yeah you can just be our local live-in witch i guess (laughs) (laughs) like a lot of them are still terrified of her but they're like well we kind of have to do what she says (laughs) yeah uh, so I do want to mention that we read this, or at least I read this on Comixology Unlimited. I believe you did too, yes. Melissa. So mm-hmm. uh, in the single issues of the comics, m- most of them were accompanied by backup stories that we did not get. Um, it says, mm. uh, let's see, uh, I'm reading off of Wikipedia here. Uh, Tales of harrow county most issues of harrow county in include tales of harrow county backup stories uh this extra material was not collected in the trade paperback editions uh but they were collected in the hardcover library editions after the series was complete uh, let's see, the one-page story, Love Lorne, was accidentally left out of Harrow County number 31, so Dark Horse Co- Comics debuted it as a free comic online. Yeah, so it, it, it mm. seems like there was just these one-shot, like one, two, maybe three-page comics at the end of this that maybe gave you a little bit more insight to who these other characters are. Uh, and 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 stuff like that. I thought that was neat. But I just would like to. That is cool. That we don't. We did not read those. Hmm. Uh, which is, I I, I guess, c- c- kind of more what I was expecting. Just like, hey, here's a weird spooky town. Here's all the weird spooky things that happened in this weird spooky town. <laughs> like Amy might have been our focal character but there'd be episodes about the side characters yeah like we'd follow the pharmacist for a whole issue or something yeah Yeah, something okay like that that's not what we got um so like spooky essex county kind of yes um yeah so i i i have to i i messaged this to you in discord (laughs) there's this thing so in 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 
in the book, there's a thing that after the witch dies, I, I want to say it's that night or that next day or something, uh, the tree that they hung her on is struck by lightning and it leaves this big hole mm-hmm. inside the tree and the town's people are all scared that it's some sign and so they're like uh, we're gonna fill it with concrete or something like that uh and so yeah. <laughs> yeah and and so i get done with volume one and i close the app i open up twitter and literally the first thing no joke the first thing that i see is a tweet that someone i follow read tweeted and it is a tree that has been struck by lightning and is on fire and has this like giant hole inside it that like the the fire is inside it like it's not not like yeah like the outside is not on fire the fire is just swirling around the inside of the tree and like there's a big charred (sighs) scar down the middle of it you're looking it looks like a portal to hell and i like it does i i saw and it was just like Okay, one, I'm already reading a spooky book that I that I thought was the scariest of of the, the the ones that we had read, and that's the first thing that I see. I'm like, uh-uh, closed t- Twitter. I am not gonna look at that anymore. <laughs> <laughs> Twitter's too haunted today. Yeah. <laughs> I'm going home. Exactly. So I I thought that was strange, and I was like, Melissa, look what happened. <laughs> 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 I got that on my road trip. It was very cool. Yeah, yeah. Just driving through the the Illinois countryside, looking at spooky, twisted trees in the distance over these yep. big, flat, empty plains. Oh man, yeah. I, I I was spooked out a lot. So I, I I think for me, what made this the scariest thing? I I mm-hmm. I. So I'm, in general, not a horror fan. I don't like horror movies. I don't like horror mm. video g- 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 games, all stuff like that. Comics, I can do. Uh, mm. There's just something about them that I, like, I, I can get, like, spooked by them, but not, uh, not scared in the same way that a movie will scare me, yeah. right? Because um, a comic, you can, like, read it at your own pace and, like, really yeah. stare at the thing and investigate it and look down, like, every layer of the art and the lettering and everything. Like, it's easier for you to dissect a comic, I imagine, than to dissect a movie that's just playing out in front of you. Yeah, and, and that, that that may have something to do with it, but I... In in the horror genre, I think one of the scariest things mm-hmm. to me is when they start to mix religion and stuff in it. And so ah. the, the whole, like, Puritans didn't like these witches and there's the, the like, New England, like, that, that, like, New England style horror where there was some kind of witch or something they don't know how to explain and they think it is mm-hmm. e- 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 evil, right? It, it, it is not some monster that someone has created. It, it 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 is this thing just that they don't understand, and so they label it as demonic. And then it's like, well, I wasn't 
but now that you want me to be, I might as well and just get my revenge, right? Like, <laughs> demons, help me out over here. I got some people that need, you know. I'm going to call in the squad. Right? And, and like, there's there's something about it that is, there, there's, there's just kind of this, like, impending doom or this gray cloud that just hangs on t- on top of it the entire time and it's it, it's all about the atmosphere and i i think this book has it in spades yes and because like n- nothing super scary really happens in, in in this book it's just the atmosphere there's so much atmosphere the the style of writing the the um the the artwork the what the the kind of paper that the the pages are on and and stuff mm-hmm. like that like it all just works so well to create the atmosphere with within this book and it's that atmosphere alone i think it's just like they are nailing it they yeah kudos to them the atmosphere is absolutely killer but i think you're underestimating the amount of actual scary moments in this book because we haven't I mean, even yeah, come yeah, to skin boy yet don't don't get, don't get me wrong there are some like scary things but like yeah you you see skin boy but then like shortly after that he's like oh that's just skin boy <laughs> he's ha- hanging out with me we're <laughs> playing tag like boy. yeah Right, like they have that moment when they're both like laying on 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 the bed, and they're just like t- talking as if they're best friends, and it's like that kind kind of takes the scariness out of it for me. Hmm. But it's like the fact that he's still there; the atmosphere is still there. Like, yes, there is this sack of skin that is just there that she keeps in her book bag and then somewhere out there is this person with no skin like just that idea by itself is horrifying but yeah yeah, like there there is just something about it's like oh that's just skin boy i know him (laughs) so (laughs) (laughs) poor old skin boy I love Skin Boy. He's really out there trying. So there's there's Skin Boy. Well, he's one being split into two. But I think of it as like Skin Boy and like Muscle Bone Boy. And Skin Boy kind of flaps around and he like whispers things to Emmy. But Muscle Bone Boy, he'll fight for her. Yeah. He's a gnarly little fella. He's literally the muscle. And this guy has no <laughs> has no backbone. <laughs> he's a, yeah, and like he's a pushover. muscle bone boy is skin boy can hear what's happening. <laughs> right. And, and like, yeah, he just talks and talks and can't do anything. <laughs> right. He's, she doesn't have to listen to skin boy. What's he gonna do? But and like to 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 say one more thing about the whole just like oh that's just skin boy thing. They they do make the <laughs> comment that is almost comedic when when she first finds him and is taking him back to her house and she is just covered in mud and she has all these cuts and stuff like that and she's like oh well i need to change 
and she's about to start like undressing and then she goes wait a minute if i know one thing about young teenage boys they're gonna try and sneak a peek so she's like i'm gonna put you in this dresser drawer and shut you in there and it like like (laughs) it's it's like that to me is just comedic like it's but it's like oh you might just be a sack of skin but you're peeping tom i bet you are (laughs) (laughs) with those eyes you don't have yeah yeah And, and but but then like shortly after that there are scenes when like he is on the floor just looking up at the ceiling and she's like standing over him in her dress and stuff like that so it's like oh well Mm -hmm. that went out the window so (laughs) (laughs) yeah he can just like slither across the floor there's a part in volume two where like she's been out helping her dad on the farm and she goes back up to her room and skin boys is like lounging on the bed and there's like stuff around the room and she's like what were you doing all day you could have at least picked up after yourself right (laughs) he just flaps around and knocks stuff over and he can't pick it back up because he don't got no bones (laughs) And that, like, that's what I mean. Like, this whole thought of this this skinless boy existing is horrifying. Like, that that is maybe one of the most horrifying things in this book. Mm-hmm. But then, uh, but then, yeah, it's like they they kind of take that away of just like, oh, that's just my f- my familiar. It's fine. Good old yes. skin boy. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So. Oh well. Um, let's see. So that I I liked. I I think of the two volumes, well, volume mm-hmm. one was my favorite. Yeah, um, volume two is a little harder to follow, but I think that might kind of be on purpose. Like this big city girl shows up, and mm-hmm. she is Emmy's twin twin yeah and it's kind of it's kind of vague like how did she learn about emmy where did she hear this did her familiar tell her that's kind of what it seems like but how did he learn about this what is this supernatural grapevine where he got this news and there's a flashback to shortly after the witch has died and she's buried under that oak tree And there's this big gnarled growth on the tree and all the townspeople are scared of it. So they're going to cut it off and they cut it open. And there inside is a young girl, like a living young girl born out of the tree and they pull her out. And then there is an identical dead girl, like skeletal girl. Yeah. And we don't really know which one is which, how, like, it seems like, okay, Emmy's dad took her why is we i guess it is more clear that he does take the living girl who's gonna take the skeleton girl home but somebody did how else did she get out there who took skeleton girl who raised skeleton girl yeah let's call her skelly (laughs) um no like yeah it's it's implied that the the like dead or they they did, did, did they ex- say explicitly that she was dead or did it was just like, oh, this one doesn't look good. She's all like, I mean, it, she looked like she was emaciated and like malnourished yeah. and, and stuff like that. Her skin was more 
gray but they i i remember them saying like this one looks just like her and then i don't remember if they mentioned like what oh they yeah did with it might her. stop there yeah what? she might be you know horrible looking but alive yeah but that, that she's that... not 100 percent a skeleton because there's some th skin that there begs the question of yeah is that the, like is this big shitty girl who's claiming to be the twin is that the one we saw in the tree was that girl dead we don't know if yeah, yeah. If, if she was dead and if she is the big city girl does that imply some kind of like reincarnation powers or something where she comes back to life so what does that mean for the story going forward because we think she's dead mm -hmm. or at, at, at least you know like got sucked back into the ground uh at, by the end of volume two so like w is she gonna come back what's happening there we don't know yeah it's strange it also i think scary. that scene is it's not a direct flashback. Isn't that a dream Emmy has? So who's to say that is entirely reliable? Some of that might be right, yeah. symbolic and not literally what happened. Yeah, she she does seem to be learning about her past in a fairly accurate way, or at, at, at least from what we've seen so far, seems to be accurate. You're right, but you're, you're right. We're not sure exactly how accurate that is, but she's learning about her past in these dreams um, that are coming to to her, um, and that's also a horrifying thing because she doesn't really mention those to her father. She kind of keeps those to no. herself, uh, mm. and we, as the reader, get to see them. Did did um, no? I mm. I I was wondering if we got any other hints that any other parts of her life were dream sequences or stuff like that. Oh, uh, but I I don't think we did. I I think they uh, no, were usually pretty clear. So. Of like, hey, this is a dream, but it's not like weird mind trippy dream logic it's just like hey here's this like mm. vision almost of what happened yeah. in the past yeah i don't the story's kind of going to try to play that kind of trick on us like it's not like she imagined bernice the whole time i do uh, want to talk for a second about bernice because sure. i really liked her i like when but it's like the night where the all, all the townspeople have decided she's t she's 18 now. This has got to she's showing too many signs. This has got to be like the reincarnation of the witch. We got to get rid of Emmy. And all this word all this word is spreading around town. And her friend Bernice runs out to try and save her. And like they run into each other in the woods. And Bernice is like, "Look, I believe you. You know, you're Emmy. You're my friend. You're not this witch. I'm not gonna let them kill you." And they wander through, they're trying to like get out of these woods. They wander through this graveyard of like the uh, 
like the undesirables of the community. And then Emmy turns to Bernice and is like, is this why you led me here? And Bernice is immediately like, no, I'm your friend. Like, if you're not going to trust me to think that I'm not going to kill you, I'm just going to leave. (laughs) And then she's so insistent. Like, why do you keep talking to your bag? What's in your bag? Skin oh, that's boy, just skin boy. Like, I love it. Bernice is like, no, I'm your friend. That <laughs> She's like, no, I'm your friend. I, I trust you. I want to save you. But also she's really assertive and uh, defensive. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah, I trust you. Do you not trust me? If you don't trust me, like, I'm just going to leave. <laughs> like, she's out to protect Emmy, but she also has her own real sense of self-security going on like she Mm -hmm. wants answers she wants trust she wants other people to believe her and i like that she also had that going on yeah she's a little bit more than just helpful local friend yeah and it 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 eventually does turn out to be too much for her at a time right where she starts seeing like oh you're commanding these like flaming skull people uh, there's this weird skin skeleton in your bag. There's a the you 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 mm. literally have someone who is your muscle, uh, <laughs> like about <laughs> to kill your dad. Like this is a little too like. Yeah, I don't know if I want to be friends with a witch. I'm just gonna Homer Simpson into the bush it's... here, right? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's five a.m. I'm going home. Yeah, um, but. And at at the end of uh, it's end of volume two, I think, right where she's like, "Hey, if you still want to be my friend, you can still be my friend." Um, I don't. I think that's exactly end of volume one. End because of volume in volume two, remember Bernice comes to visit, and then it starts storming. So yes. Pa says, "Bernice, you better stay the night with us." And that happens to be the same night Cammy, the twin True. girl, arrives. True. And, like, in the night, Cammy and uh, Amy sneak out. They go look at the oak where the witch was buried. Like, they go back and, like, Amy wakes up, like, kind of not sure what was real, what was a dream. And she goes out to ask Paul where Bernice is. And he says, oh, she left at first light. And then we don't see her again. And it was clear that Cammy did not like Bernice. So there's kind of an unanswered question there of, did she I- really go home or was that just what cammy told pa and pa told emmy yeah i i just i felt it was more of a racist thing of of just like why is this black woman speaking to me with this sarcastic tone but they don't address that so it's one of those things like huh all right let's move on you know yeah it could be that that just as likely it could also be cammy doesn't seem to have friends she has her familiar she seems to be a lot more on her own so it could have also been she resents the fact that emmy has this close trusted friend and confidant who knows she's a witch and is still friends with her right yeah or maybe like you know here's her time for sisterly bonding with this you know sister she's always dreamed of that she's just found and then oh yeah my friend Bernice also stay in the night and she's like get out of here this is my time yeah yeah like it could be a lot of things um speaking of Bernice i i liked her a lot as well i thought she was a fantastic character uh I mentioned 
Tales of Harrow County. There's mm-hmm. also Tales from Harrow County. Uh, <laughs> and on, uh, let's see, it, this was very recent. This was last month. On September 10th, 2019, Dark Horse Comics announced Tales from Harrow County. Not to be confused with Tales of Harrow County short stories. This is a spinoff, a spinoff series was announced. This series will feature storylines from many different time periods of Harrow County. Misfit City artist Naomi Franquiz is set to draw the first miniseries entitled Death's choir with bernice as the protagonist i do really like bernice you're on a solo adventure yeah that'd be neat i liked her a lot Mm -hmm. yeah i think there's a lot of opportunity to explore Mm -hmm. the the story is called harrow county and there is a an amalgamated amount of townspeople and there's not many of them that we really get to know by name. There's Bernice and her grandfather. There's that man that tries to get Emmy to curse the other man that's looking at his wife and Emmy won't do it. So Cammy does it. And so this, so to keep the wife from like running away with this younger man, she like disfigures the man and like he's trying to walk up to the door with a bouquet of flowers for her and then like flowers are like growing out of every orifice in his face oh that's a good that's a good spook yeah Mm -hmm. so there's them that weird pharmacist so i don't know if anybody else gets a name like they're all kind of amorphous speaking of the townspeople one of the the scary things i think flies under the radar uh, it, it, especially in a story like this, um, is that a lot of the townspeople are creations of the witch. Like they're not real people. Yes. Um, and so that like it's not, that was a really neat reveal. It yeah, it's a neat reveal. I like it. I like how she gave these people free will, and so they like some of them want to serve her. Some of them want to like turn against mm-hmm. her and 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 st- and stuff like that so it's it's this weird thing where it seems like most of the town is or, or are people that know about the witch or were made by the, the, the witch it's not really mentioned how many exactly she made we know I that i think it says that she made four did did we see really? four, and then she makes. I got the impression that it was four, but these okay. four mud people. She like makes them. She like reaches down into the mud and she like molds them and shapes them, and there they are, like a full old human being. Mm-hmm. So one is they, the they have pharmacist. Full... One is uh, Bernice's father. Um, right, exactly. There's also I. I... I, d- I don't remember exactly what they say. I There was a scene. I think it's the scene at the start of volume two when Bernice and Emmy are like reconciling what happened. Uh, and yeah. I think I think there's also an implication that Emmy's father was one of them. 
or 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 she mentions something along not, the lines of like I don't know who she made or what happened. I don't know if my father is real or not. Or I I'm just yeah ca- caught up in the mix of this. Um, but yeah, I thought that was mm-hmm. that like there's these secret agents kind of planted throughout the town. We don't. I don't know exactly. Who I they don't are. know if all of them are secret. I just mean secret agents like, necessarily because I think some of them. They're, they're not secret. Yeah, agents like they might not necessarily. Se, but like I, I, I just mean like we don't necessarily know who they are. We don't know yeah, what their yeah. agenda is. Stuff like that. Yeah, I don't know if all of them have an agenda. They're just supernatural folks trying to make a living and some of them might not know they are supernatural folks like emmy yeah. didn't know until she was 18 oh I, I have witch powers i do like that i do like these creations she made are full living human beings like mm-hmm. one of them went on to have a child that went on to have bernice and bernice is like you're a witch i'm the grandchild of this sort of earth and creation of a witch like i don't know what that makes me either and <laughs> Amy's like i don't know let's just be weird things together i guess yeah exactly um i i wanted to talk about the writing within mm-hmm. this i i don't know if you read a little bit of the back matter uh that was in this but Haro county mm-hmm. started out as a short novel or, or what was g- 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 mm-hmm. going to be like a serialized short novel, um, and so it it has in in the comic book as well. It 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 has this kind of prose feeling, like I it, mm-hmm. it, it didn't necessarily feel like a, a typical comic book for me, and it read a lot like a novel would to me. Um, which I liked a lot, uh, and I think there is. This goes back to what I was saying with the atmosphere. Like, there's something about a book that is supernatural, that is mm. mysterious, or you, you can open it up and be transported somewhere else. Right? That can you 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 can make that seem happy, or you can make that seem kind of spooky. Right? Here is this. Mm-hmm. book of scary stuff right um here's this this scary tale uh and i that like that i think really came across in the writing and like what was given mm-hmm. detail or how how characters were described or just these extra little bits of uh like oh now i'm in the Horace, and look at all these dragonflies. Oh, by the way, my dad mm-hmm. c- 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 calls these snake doctors. Okay, like, what is a snake doctor? Why <laughs> is that? What is going on here? This is that's weird. Why would you? Why would you tell me that? Like, <laughs> like yeah, you're just saying this completely ominous, made-up term, like it's real normal. Yeah, like how my dad calls McDonald's clown food. <laughs> <laughs> that's on the innocent side of dad nicknames i don't know about snake doctors that one's weird sure or, or just the the mention of like ghosts and goblins and ghouls and stuff and it's like it it kind of i i got the fee- feeling that it was using these terms because they will come into play 
Um, but then yeah, it it also seemed to use a lot of those words interchangeably, which may be the one thing that I didn't like about the writing. I didn't like what what is your de- definition of a goblin, right? Because it seems to be mm-hmm. that all of these kind of supernatural c- creatures that we see in volume two are kind of being referred to as goblins but one is this like weird or it hates yeah which i'm not familiar with that word but i've heard it before i know it is another term for ghost but i don't know the exact like bestiary breakdown of this like i don't know what a haint does that a specter doesn't yeah or what i don't know if these are all one-to-one synonyms or not yeah this is a goblin or so that like on on one hand, I liked that they were all used and all of the creatures within the woods were like all entirely different. Um and I, I like I, I feel that's g- 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 going to continue to come into play. We are g- 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 going to continue to meet creatures. There was that one I I don't know if they gave him a name. Uh, but the one who was like, you forgot me. And and the the, the, the one who was like. It's a manticore, you know. Oh, they call him. Um, He looks like a manticore, but his name, I think, is the I forgotten. No idea. Yeah. What uh, that I if, if you were I think like, they call they only call him that in the back matter and like the sketchbook they say. And here's early drawings of the forgotten. If if you were to be like Kyle, draw me a manticore, I would be like, uh, which yeah. Pokemon is that? You know, it's man, but he's got like um, kind of like a like steer horns. You know, he guards the center of the labyrinth. A manticore. Yeah, no, not ringing a bell. Um, it's like kind of like um, okay. No, we saw one in Gravity just, Falls, so it's got like I don't know. He just looked like steer a demon. legs, but a human man torso, and then like steer head, like it's like a man Oreo sandwich, but instead of chocolate cookies, it's like a bison or something. Like that—that that just seems like a demon. I mean, that's what I would describe it as. Like that one—that one looked it like be classified a as such, yeah. Demon, whereas the the um. What what was her name? Priscilla. That was up in the granary. That to me could have been a girl. yeah. That was a goblin to me. Mm-hmm. Um, but then the like mysterious mud creature that wants the bone juice. I I don't know what that would be. That's a yeah. I'm not like I. That's not something I'm familiar with, and I'm curious how many of the how many of these are a hundred percent original, and how many of these uh, like the harpies we see briefly oh, yeah. are some sort of folklore from somewhere. Yeah, that'd be neat. I'd I'd be interested yeah. to find out all of that stuff or yeah, where out on the east coast where the story we get of a Jersey the skinless devil. boy originated. Lost man. Yeah, something something like that. Um, yeah. So I I, I thought the writing was spectacular and fit this mm-hmm. book extremely well. 
uh, we kind of mentioned the artwork. I, I mentioned what the like style of paper that it was on. And of course, yeah. I read this on Comixology Unlimited, so it was not on paper. But the original artwork mm. was not drawn on like white paper, like your, your typical white comic book paper. Yeah. This looked more like parchment or some mm. like it, it had this like faint marble like texture to it um and that yeah it makes it look older it looks like uh something that the declaration of independence would be written on right and uh, again like that just harkens back to that time period and the the, Mm -hmm. the types of paper that they had and it just adds to this 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 whole thing of just like oh yeah this is they're they're nailing the atmosphere it is so good. So good. So Colin Bunn is from St. Louis. Oh, okay. And so I kept reading this. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. I kept reading this book knowing it's set in New England for that witch background that I don't think really got out here. I don't know if Missouri was Missouri while there was still a witch panic. I don't know if that got to us. They kept thinking, like, what would the story be like if it was set here in Missouri like how mm-hmm. much would transfer could there still be a witch panic here at that time sure. and the setting of it like not so much the cultural setting but the landscape of it reminded me of Missouri a lot not so much in that it's like oh you know we have trees like that grow in our climate as well like mm-hmm. not down to that specifically but my grandparents had this farm growing up out in the middle of nowhere in central Missouri. And it was down in this valley. Like their driveway was a quarter of a mile long to get down in this valley to where the house was. There's there's just fields around them and a big ring leading up to the hills, like nothing out there. There was like, you could see one or two other houses like in the distance up on the hillsides. And it's pitch black out there because there's no lights. There is one like light on a telephone pole directly outside their house and the wires stretch all the way to the road a half a mile away. And that's where the next light is. Mm -hmm. So it's black out there and we're in the middle of this house and the house all brightly lit. You know, they're watching TV, all the lamps are on and so brightly lit and but it's pitch black outside and all you can see is your own reflection back at you and occasionally if like a bug flew real close to the window, you could see it illuminated. Yeah. And it was always so eerie to me growing up because you could see clear all the way out when the sun was up. But the second it gets dark, it's nothing, absolutely nothing. So anything mm-hmm. could be standing out there 12 feet know. away. Could be an axe murderer, could be a bear, could be an alien, all kinds of things. Could be but it could boy. be could be feet away from me and I'm staring directly out the window and I cannot see it. Two hours ago I could have seen it, but now I can't. Yeah. I really think a farm is a really that might be my favorite horror movie setting. Not woods, but farm. You gotta have a field in there. Don't be all surrounded by trees because anything could hide in trees. Right? Is 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 especially that like if if you're talking about that time period 
period where they're still on wagons and, and stuff like that. Yeah, like your neighbors might live a couple miles down the road. Right. Like mm-hmm. there it, 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 it's 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 that 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 isolation of, of just like if some shit happens, if something goes wrong, there is no one, no one to like hear you or help you or stuff like that. You're, yeah. you're, you're on your own. So. Mm-hmm. And in the f- early in the first volume, Emmy talks about the quiet that settles mm-hmm. down on the house. And it's not just like, oh, there's. Pa being kind of stern and standoffish and he's just reading and he's not talking to me. It's not such a social familial quiet. She talks about how the quiet settles down on the house almost like it's this other living thing. The quiet is so quiet, it's alive, which is definitely something I've felt before out in the country. Absolutely. Absolutely. Mm Mm-hmm. Um... I don't know if I have much else to say about these two volumes that we read. I, I, I know we only read the first two volumes, but I think the first three or four are on Comixology Unlimited. Uh, so if you want to continue reading this, you can. Uh, I know the series ended last year in 2018. So it says there's only 32 issues uh, a total of eight volumes, four library edition v- 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 volumes. I, I guess that would be a larger size, maybe, and like a t- two in yeah. one. So you get you get the first two volumes in one. Um, but yeah, I, I I think this is maybe so far one of my favorite things that we've read this 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 yeah. year or or watched. I. I I think this is a fantastic one. Good stuff. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Some of the most affecting artwork I've ever seen. I think the the watercolors really do it a service because they're a little mud. They kind of bleed into each other. And then they take like the white gosh, gosh, gosh. Mm-hmm. It's a word I've only ever seen written down. But it's that you're an art boy. Do you know? It's g- 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 I I've always heard go 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 wash go wash okay yeah. like they take that white gouache and then paint it over that on the, as like the last layer and so it makes everybody's eyes really pop mm-hmm. so if somebody when somebody looks scared they really look scared in this book like just yeah. the way everybody's eyes are drawn is outstanding this is visually so good and narratively like it exceeds at everything it's trying to do i think same here same here they they knocked this one out of the park for sure mhm um let's see do you have anything else that you would like to talk about with this book oh let me ask let me ask uh, you this where would you like to see this mm-hmm. book go we've we've only read the first two volumes what would you like to to see i mean the the book is obviously done as we just mentioned but what are you expecting there to be in the rest of the series 
So Emmy has just turned 18 and she kind of jokes about like going up to town and like finding herself a man now that she's a woman of age. And I'm really interested to see her try that sometime. Like, okay. How do you approach romance when you were a witch? You know, what kind of boys do you like? Who is going to be the mate that this story could introduce for a character like Emmy? Yeah. I'm very interested to find out whoever that guy might be. Totally okay. normal. Also, some sort of a spook. Let's see. Yeah, who knows? It's a skin boy's older brother or something, <laughs> right? <laughs> uh, <laughs> Big skin boy on campus. Yeah, I would. Uh, d- did we ever find out what happened t- to the other familiar, the like butler dude guy? Um. It's escaping I, me what, I what don't happened to exactly him. No. I don't know if I followed exactly everything that happens in that last battle between all of Emmy's spooks versus all of Cammy's spooks. Yeah. Um I I would just I like I I like the the bigger story a- aspects of everything that is happening. Um so I I w- w- wanna know, yeah, like we mentioned that like supernatural grapevine almost mm-hmm. like how did what was her name kimmy yeah kimmy yeah um like I, how how exactly did she find out about her who who told her yeah um yeah is it just that news was getting around but it, that doesn't necessarily <laughs> All the make way to sense New York city comes word that there's a witch girl somewhere yeah like that 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 seems too far um, what happened to Shaky? He's out there somewhere. <laughs> the pet cow will the um oh. will the forgotten ever have another picnic? Who knows? We may never know. Oh, uh, oh, one more unanswered question. This book uh-huh. it mentions that uh the witch Hester was her name, right? Yes, that one Hester of the. Beck terrible things she was doing around town that made the locals turn on her because she had the ability to like kind of fix things and heal things and they abided by her for a while like we're gonna allow you to be here because you can like make a fever go away but then like crops are blighting animals are being born deformed etc one of the wicked things she does she had unholy congress out in the forest and she's boning down with that manicure yeah is that like Amy's dad who knows? Maybe. Maybe. Or maybe the witch just reproduces asexually like those lady dinosaurs in Jurassic Park. Something like that. Um I would I would even be interested. I I just forgot what I was going to say. I had it. You reminded me of it as you were talking about uh this guy oh the idea of consequences for her magic right if she is healing people and if she is wanting to help because the the older witch did that too but Mm -hmm. then there were side effects right there was this oh well then a bunch of cattle would die the next day or She'd have to like eat a baby for energy or something like that. Yeah, you know, Red Bull babies. Um, but 
like what what are the consequences of her trying to be her own person is yeah is more cattle gonna die is there gonna be a string of babies born in town that are like incredibly deformed or something will it just start to drive people insane and maybe the that one guy who was like hey that one dude is looking at my wife strange maybe he wants to then go kill someone else like what and and it just it starts this thing of (laughs) yes take care of my business rivals also yeah right uh, but I mean, I mean, not not in this hands of like, hey, you should murder them for me. But just like this idea of like, it, this thing is somehow affecting him and driving him mad, and he's acting more and more rash and and stuff like that. Like they they bring up the idea of consequence, and I I think even in a more realistic sense like when when you as a person are trying to figure out who you are and who you want to be Mm -hmm. right there are consequences to that hey i want to go after this job or this passion and maybe that leaves me with not enough time to hang out with you i'm so sorry we used to be Mm -hmm. friends but we're just gonna lose touch now like you 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 have to end up making life choices like that how how is that going to affect her now that she is a witch and all this stuff and there might be real life consequences and magical ones too you don't know yeah i would like to see that for sure mm-hmm. uh melissa if yes. you could recommend some stuff to people who uh, liked this book, what would you recommend? Definitely The Chilling Adventures of Sabrina. These are very good books to kind of read with each other, I think. It's got the similar, like, teenage girl with blonde bob haircut discovers she has mysterious powers and is a dark adventure in the woods. Yeah. Yeah, it's it's got that similarity to it. I think the art, um, the art in Sabrina, I don't know if it was also watercolors. I forget exactly what it was, but it also had a very tactile, physical <laughs> feel to it. And there were times when the paper looked like it was almost water damaged or something. That yeah. also looks really cool. It's also written with the same kind of narration to it. Like there's a, a bit in Harrow County in volume one where uh, – where Emmy and Bernice are in the graveyard and then all of those burning skeletons like rise up from the ground and they try and get Emmy, they try and communicate to her not that way. Don't go that way, but she can't understand them. And she goes that way anyway. And the narration's like, Emmy would think back on that night and realize later what the skeletons had been trying to tell her. And she wished more than anything, she could not go that way. That really reminded me of this one bit in Chilling Adventures of Sabrina where the narration is like, if you are the sort of person who prays, pray for Harvey Kinkle as he's running (laughs) through the forest being chased by devil (laughs) worshippers. Yeah, I I, I think that is definitely a, a good suggestion. I would suggest Rachel Rising, uh, by Terry Moore. Um, 
We read mm. uh, Strangers in Paradise uh, a long, long time ago. I don't remember what episode number it is, but we covered it here on the show. And Melissa, I know you liked that book a lot. Uh, that's by the same person. Um, Rachel Rising I is... like Strangers in Paradise. Yeah, I, I believe all of Rachel Rising is on Comixology Unlimited. Uh and it, it's fantastic. The artwork is incredible. Uh, it is a similar kind of New England style witches thing. Mm -hmm. Like strange things are happening. We don't really know. Uh, but it's about a girl who wakes up uh, and realizes that she died and has been d d d dead for like Oof. two weeks or something like that. She or not two weeks she still has the strangle marks on her neck and stuff like that and so she's like <sighs> trying to figure out who she is what happened and it all gets like entangled into the, the like the history of the town that she's in uh and mm -hmm. then that goes back to like the salem witch stuff and it yeah it's like it's it it reminds me a lot of this book too so i would highly recommend that uh, mm. that being said, I think that about wraps us up. Yeah. Melissa, I, th I, I believe we have one more week left in our spooky Halloween town stuff. What do you got mm -hmm. for me this week? I have three movies. These are all more direct horror movies. Like we've, well, we've been covering this month. We just did. This was very spooky, but like the movies we've been doing, you know, Bram Stoker's Dracula is more of just like the lush gothic it's romance theater, tale. And, and there's thespians. Yeah, and, and Paranorman the... was like a a family friendly, like kind of Halloween adventure. So I wanted more legit horror movies. Sure. So I'd I have a friend who's really into horror movies. And I came to him like two years ago saying, I've seen some horror movies. I really like them. I really don't know much about the genre. And he's like, okay, what have you seen? And I'm like, I've seen some of the big ones like The Shining and The Exorcist and The Blair Witch Project. And he's like, have you seen The Thing? No? Okay, we have to start with The Thing. And he and I have had like a you know, dozen or more horror movie nights over you know the last couple of years. The Thing is the one we had to start with. Okay. So let's pitch number one. The thing. Horror classic, especially since you don't know very much about horror. I thought I would pass this along to you. Sure. Good stuff. This is John Carpenter's The Thing. John Carpenter's The Thing from 1982. A research team is in, in Antarctica is hunted by a shape-shifting alien that assumes the appearance of its victims. Just top-notch creature effects, amazing transformations. Good. So much fun to watch. This is a, a del practical effects delight for your eyes. Good stuff. This stars Kurt Russell, Wilford Brimley, and the guy who was the voice of the gargoyle on Gargoyles. Okay. Fun stuff. And pitch number two is a more recent horror movie that this friend showed me last year. And I think we watched it a little bit after Halloween. So I wasn't able to pitch it last year. But as soon as okay. I saw it, I'm like, I have to remember this for next year. Because I'd Perfect. like to talk about this with Kyle. This is a 2014 horror movie called It Follows. Ah. I'm <laughs> have you heard with of this one? one? I'm not. I mean, I'm 
familiar with the thing too, but I I am f f familiar with this one as as well. I kind of know the plot or the like synopsis of this one. Mm -hmm. So this teenage girl has sex with a boy at her school, and then he tells her, <laughs> "I have just passed on." <laughs> I've just passed on to you a supernatural curse. There is a mysterious specter that takes the form of anyone and it will pursue you very, very slowly, but it will never stop. It will follow you for the rest of your life. You will always look behind you and it might be blocks away, but you will always see the specter coming after you the rest of your life, unless you have sex with somebody else and pass this along to them. So it's got this kind of teen urban legend story to it, but also this real and very mysterious supernatural threat. And what I like about the story, about the movie, and about the way it's directed, is that the movie is kind of unstuck in time, where you okay. can't tell if this is set in the past or if everybody is just way behind the times. Like all the home decor, all the clothing, all the cars, everything looks like it's like 20 years old and you can't really tell why. It, because of this, it really reminds me of Napoleon Dynamite. <laughs> this is, if you took... John Carpenter's Halloween and Napoleon Dynamite and put them together, you have It Follows. <laughs> it's a really interesting film, like beyond the base synopsis for it and that wacky premise. Okay. I was actually just listening to a podcast earlier today that was talking about this film. Um, they they weren't covering it in any way, but they got on a tangent about this film being like, yeah, we could the, like totally set up some like weird discord channel where we're all just having sex with one another and it's just going to be a big <laughs> orgy, but you have to find people in different countries so you could go to them to pa pass it on, which would give them a lot of time because that guy just has to walk the entire way to get to the, this. So oh, yeah. they have all the time in the world and then they go fly like once he gets there to go fuck someone else, right? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's also kind of got the like, gremlins thing where there's like some rule in place that makes the supernatural thing work and you spend the whole movie trying to figure out how to outsmart the rule. Yeah, just like at what, at what point does he just give up and be like god damn it stop making me go across the goddamn ocean <laughs> back and forth back and forth <laughs> okay Pitch good number three there is so these previous two movies i have seen i have seen fairly mm -hmm. recently there's nothing more scary than the unknown so for the third pitch i wanted a movie i had never seen and didn't hardly know anything about. And this movie came to me just today. There is a horror YouTuber I like that recommended this in a community post. And this movie is called Ghost Stories. It is from 2017. It is a British film. And it's available on Hulu. 
This is all I know about it. And I'm just going to read you what this YouTuber wrote about it. Okay. Because I'd like never heard of this movie and her description alone sold me on this. This movie left my head a bit scrambled. The story revolves around a professional debunker who one day finds himself summoned by his longtime role model and inspiration. That man had been missing for quite some time and he reveals to this debunker that he is Announced his work of debunking after coming across three paranormal cases he couldn't solve, and now he tasks his protege with doing so. So this is an anthology movie. It's these three separate supernatural stories with this debunker framing device. I don't want to spoil anything about this film because it's seriously best enjoyed blind. So all I'm going to say is that this movie managed to get under my skin. Maybe it was because the main character has a similar line of work to me. I don't know. This is a woman who does videos on like weird internet mysteries and ARGs and like, no, that's not a real scary story. That's a Twitter narrative. Guys writing the whole thing. That's what she does. Yeah. This film isn't a jump scare fest, and from the beginning, there just seems to be something off about it. Something heavy. If you've got Hulu, then you can watch it for free, so definitely do so with the lights off and without distraction. Hmm. I'm very intrigued by this premise. I would love to watch a horror anthology so we get like three different weird little scary stories, and the framing of this being about somebody who debunks Paranormal activities gives me real black tapes vibes. Yes. I'm feeling nostalgic for black tapes. Yeah, that's what I was thinking as well. Oh boy. Um uh, I love the premise of that last one. Mm-hmm. I have a feeling that one's really gonna scare me. Let's do it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm gonna hate myself next week but <laughs> no this is gonna be so much fun like let's really watch we've read horror comics but all the movies we've watched have been more like adventurous like yeah. the what we topped off the halloween month with last year was an american werewolf in london which is mostly just a black comedy yeah let's really get scary this time okay I'm excited for ghost stories. Ghost stories. Uh, do, do you know who it's directed by or anything like I that? I didn't look. Th- I did not look this up. Let me see. Because uh, I, I just read this that. post and verified that yes, it was still on Hulu, and that's everything I looked up. I didn't look further into it because, like she recommended, I wanted to go in blind. Uh, you said it was from 2017, right? Yep. Oh. And this is available on Hulu. Um, okay, I'm looking at... Oops. Back, go back, go back. Uh, okay, according to Wikipedia, let me at least see if I can find... Uh, it is directed by Jeremy Dyson and Andy Nyman. Hmm. That is all I will say about that. Uh, yeah, it is a 2017 British horror film. Cool. Written and directed by Jeremy mm-hmm. Dyson and Andy Nyman, based on a 2010 stage play of the same name. Cool. Ooh. That is all I nice. mention about that, because I don't want to look at spoilers or anything. So, mm. good. There we go. I am excited about all of that. Yeah. 
that should be let's fun. get scary uh so that's what we will do for this next week uh which should be i think the last one of our horror month this year by the way just putting this out there so we all know it we can do horror stuff throughout the rest of the year it's not me being like i don't like horror stuff let's not do horror stuff because i'm a big crybaby no we Um, have done we have done other horror stuff like just in the last couple months we watched annihilation and a show literally named the terror yeah yeah um but i I, we typically don't do theme months except for halloween Mm -hmm. when we're just like let's just do spooky stuff (laughs) Mm -hmm. okay uh that is what we will be doing for this next week uh go like share subscribe do all that stuff you guys know the deal melissa where can the people find you on the internet you can find me on twitter and instagram at wilkywit that's w-i-l-k-y-w-i-t and i am at yo kyle springer on twitter and instagram uh, you guys can find us at the whatnots on twitter uh for all of our uh, uh, updates uh and we will see you next week with ghost stories on episode 81 this has been episode 80 we will see you guys next time bye Bye.